live shows. He was last week at Dynamite. Rudy's and I will be live in the building tonight for Dynamite and then for Collision and then for All Out. Looks like we'll be there, but Punk won't be there. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm sitting here as we're starting to pod. Shout out to everybody listening. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And I'm starving. I said eight before, but I didn't. I didn't have time, but it's all good. It's all good. I do have a question for y'all. What is your go-to arena meal? Go to a wrestling show. What is that? Hey, I got to get this before I sit down and enjoy the festivities. I don't want my first few words to be an F word, but F these arenas. They don't have anything for me to eat. So my, my go-to would first be... First minute we get a gunshot. My go-to would be popcorn. Because they don't do anything for anybody who's either pescatarian or vegetarian or anything like that. So forget their reasons. Hmm. That's interesting because, you know, I don't eat red meat or pork myself. Um, and I'll typically lean towards a vegetarian meal. But um, my go-to is always a cheese pizza. I feel like most places have cheese pizza. Um, at the arena show at the Gas South Arena in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's where I went. I got some cheese pizza. I went with the, the big homie, Brandon. He's like, E, what you want to get? I looked at the, looked up, looked around, said, hey, let's get a cheese pizza. So you must not be yeah. lactose intolerant because that would tear my stomach all the way up. You know, it's funny you say that, right? They say that most black people are lactose intolerant. However, I was recently diagnosed with Crohn's disease a couple of years ago. And prior to that, they wanted to rule out everything. So I got an allergy test and I am not lactose intolerant, Ashley. I thought I was for years, Ooh, look at but that. I'm not. Look at that. Your exception to the rule. Lactose intolerance. But it's funny, Rhodesia talks about you must not be lactose intolerant. Ask Rhodesia last time she had pizza. When last time you had pizza, Rhodesia? Mm, I had Uh-oh. a thin crust pizza lab about a week ago. Mm-hmm. What about before that? When's the last time you had pizza? Probably a week before that. Mm. And then, like, before that? Probably a week before that. All right, so I don't so want to hear nothing about no lactose intolerant. <laughs> you still eat pizza almost every week. It ain't the same amount so of cheese. Su- it's not the, I am it's not the same amount of cheese. I'm surprised you didn't say Bud Light. Bud Light's a given. That's, that's number one. Food. I walk up. You I said, said meal. I said okay, meal. Okay, first off, that, you have that, to have a drink with the meal. Out. So give me my Bud Light. Time out. And then at Bud that point, I got to survey the situation. It's a meal for me. You got to survey the situation. And typically, Sometimes you got to go with a hot dog because, like, that's the, that's mm. the safe bet. Uh, pepperoni pizza is a good one. I typically don't do the burgers. I kind of stay away from that. Um, so it's some type of combination of, like, pizza and nachos or pizza and popcorn or hot dog and nachos. It's, like, legit real stadium food because typically they can't mess that up. Ooh. But where, where Dynamite is at? Oh, oh, this is by far the worst place for me to find food. (laughs) I will absolutely be eating something either when I'm getting off of work or on our way up there. Maybe the worst arena in regards to like food. Which arena is it again? Is the now arena the same place where they had all in? And guess what? They had cheese pizza. Yeah, they got cheese pizza sometimes. It's like like lukewarm. It's not even like hot. Yeah, it it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. And they got two things to drink that's alcoholic Mm. a beer. And they're hard lemonade. There's nothing. Hey, else. that hard lemonade hit though, man. I like it. <laughs> yeah, the hard first time, hard, not four times, not good. four times later. 
That is right. I, I kind of feel like on the second time I had it, it was like, ah. Burning your throat. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> too much, too much acidic situation. It's cool though, because what, five years ago this weekend, we were together at 18? all. In. Yep. 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 Yeah. Which yeah. changed the rest of the world forever. It is a completely different landscape now after that show than it was but before that. Look, so we oh, are, we are in some good times. Look how full circle. Yeah, it was it was it was us and uh Tits Magoo. Tits McGee. Tits McGee. Who was that? From Whore Island. You don't know Tits McGee from Whore Island? No, nope. I don't oh, know what no. island that place is either. But what I'm saying, look at how full circle this was. It was the three of us who came together to meet up in Chicago to go to All Out. And then look, the three of us made our podcast together. That's hey. some real full circle stuff right there. Where's the, where's the applause at, producer? There we go. You know what it is. You know what it is. We are here. But while, but while we're talking about live, you kind of touched on it really quick during the all-in post-show. Shout out to everybody who uh, watched and interacted with us. We appreciate you guys from Sunday right after all-in. But so I, I didn't get a chance to hear much of what you had going on. Of course, we were texting last Wednesday, but kind of tell everybody just your experience with uh, AEW and ATL. Absolutely. Oh, and uh, shouts out to Mama E. She was on, uh, she was live on the pod um, on YouTube with us. Aww. And she said that she was like, yeah, what, what's that thing you had on your head? You ain't look like you. What did you have on your head? Was it a hat? Same hat. My, <laughs> my TFW hat. <laughs> um, but it was a great uh, show. You know, um, going into the show, I was kind of down on the actual all-in show in general. And, I, you know, Dynamite isn't my most favorite show of the week. Um, however, awesome show. Um, I brought our big homie Brandon to, with me. First time AEW show he's ever been to. And we had a ball. It was an amazing live experience. Uh, we had like limited seating uh, seats and we were like right off row eight. So we were right next to the entrance where the guys make their run-ins, uh, where they leave, um, et cetera, going from the stage. So we got to kind of interact and see almost like kind of like a second show right in front of us. And that was really, really cool to see um, Sting and Darby walk by us and, you know, Sting kind of you know, stood there in that little section and kind of, you know, like basking like the glow, like the week. We, we gave it up for him, clapped for him. Um, A.R. Fox, and he's from there, has a school there. He came by, gave us dap. Um, was How great was experience with him. live before he got kicked out of the embassy? Did, it was did good. He get, did he get cheered? Yeah, he got cheered. People, okay. we, we, we knew who he was, right? And like I said, he's, he's from there. He's trained a lot of the wrestlers from that area. Um, which is it's 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 always one of them things. This is no cap. This is legit. This is back in 2018, 2019. Uh, like the the Lee Johnsons and all those guys were all coming up through his his camp, and I was supposed to be part of that camp. It's just that look, I would I, I'm physically not built for it. I don't think I could have made it. But I was like, man, what if I'll be on the AEW contract too with everyone else, right? Um, but what if? But however, it was just a great show, man. Um, I wanted to talk to A.R. Fox and ask him, like, hey, man, what happened? Like, what's going on? Um, and it's, 
if you guys don't know, uh, Swerve has a podcast, um, and his co-host is named Teasy. He does music and producing. He's also, I think he works in AEW, some former fashion. He was there. I had a great interaction with him. I wasn't trying to bother him. I just said, hey, Teasy, what's up, man? You know, and he, he, he looked over. I gave him dap. No, he, he put his hand out. I wanted a handshake. So I gave a handshake and, you know, we kind of rapped for a second. So he was really cool. But when AR Fox was getting kicked out, I was shouting to Teasy, like, Teasy, what are you doing? Don't let him do this, man. Go, go save him. Go get down there. Um, so that was really cool. Um, we got to see uh, Sky Blue was watching uh, her man, uh, Kyle Fletcher. Um, she was really into that match. And she's really short, so she couldn't see really above the crowd because she was like a floor level. Uh, and it was funny. One of the AEW producers that came out, um, he's part of the stage crew, and we're literally standing right there. And he comes over to us, Brandon and I. He looks at me. He says, look, he looks at Sky Blue. He goes, you guys got the best seat in the house, don't you? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, I don't know what we talk about here, man. So I just laughed off. I went, uh, yeah. But overall, like, I really loved interacting with the uh, with the wrestlers. I love seeing them come by. And the cool thing, um, you know, I was I actually don't have my phone on me right now, but uh, Brandon, I'm um, had knowledge that a lot of the wrestlers came through the the curtain just to kind of watch the show. Like, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs was there. And he kind of came out for a few seconds, watched a couple matches. Um, AR Fox came back through the crowd a couple times to, to kind of watch what was going on. Um, at one point, they told him to go back because I think Swerve was coming out for his uh, his match. And he kind of was in the area. Um, Brian Cage came out there. And he's a big dude, bro. Oh, my he's God. He's huge. Oh, my God. You know who else is huge? Um, uh, Aussie Open, Kyle's tag team partner. What's his name? I can't think Kyle's of his name. Partner. Right. <laughs> the other guy. Hey, hey, but you know what? He is a big, meaty man, yo. He's a big guy. Like these, like when you see these guys on TV, it doesn't do them justice. He's a big guy, and um, Jack Perry is, is as small as he looks on TV. Cage is another Speaking one of, that's uh, just like a, a huge teddy bear. Huge. When teddy he bear. introduced himself to Rhodesia, he was just like, "Hi, I'm Brian." <laughs> and it was just like the the softest like interaction ever. It's like this but guy just a sweetheart. Kill you with his, yeah, he killed with his, you with his, with his pinky. Hands. Yep, yep. That's it's simply what it is, though. Like when you're that big, you ain't got to put on for nobody. You really don't. Like if somebody no, that man's huge. You step up, mm-hmm. step up and, and try. That's cool, man. It sounds like you guys had an awesome time, which is fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a great go home show. I told Radija while we were watching it, I'm like, this this is probably one of their best go home shows they've Ooh, ever re- done. Repeat that again out loud. For all of our fans to hear that you really, really like the dynamite. It was a fantastic go home show. <laughs> and um it's Tony spoke to it as, as such during the scrum on Sunday. He said he thought they did a, a awesome job as a go home show, and then it was easier to do the go home show because he had rampage and collision to spread stories out, opposed to trying to fit everything in and dynamite. So that was kind of a cool peek behind the curtain for him of this is their first, that was their first Dynamite Go Home show since Collision has started. So mm. if we can continue down that path, we're in good shape when it comes to Go Home shows because that show was paced well. They hit a lot of things. I even asked you at the show, like, hey, how is it coming across at live? Because they put in a lot of video packages that did some really good things. And sometimes at a show, you don't want to sit there and just look at the big screen. You'd rather see the action on TV. And you and Brandon both were like, no, the show has been 
pretty fantastic. So that's awesome. I'm glad you guys had a, a great time. They didn't announce uh, a return date, did they? No, Tony did come out um, in between. So there was a question for us. I was asking some of the guys who were sitting around. Uh, we didn't know if the show was going to continue after Dynamite. Um, and so lo and behold, Tony comes out and says, hey, stick around. We're going to be filming uh, Collision immediately after this. He, he announced like, like the car. I, I need I need you to give me your best Tony Khan impression when he came out to tell you. <laughs> I don't want to bust. I wasn't my even there, and I know exactly how it sounded. Do your best Tony Khan impression of him coming out telling you Turn that Collision is next. I gotta be no. I I don't think I have enough caffeine to kind of do what he was doing, <laughs> man. I mean, he was he was on ten. I wouldn't do it just as if I'm trying it right now. Um, but he had a lot of energy. One thing he did get me hype on. That make, look, say what you want about Tony. He's a good hype man. He brings you, he brings the energy. He gets you pumped up and he's learning really how to promote this stuff. Um, he asks us a couple questions. He's like, Hey, you know, he's like crowd engagement. He's like, Hey, how many of you guys have been to an AEW live show? You know, raise our hand. Like how, like, how many of you guys have been to this arena? Raise our hand. How many of you guys have been to the state farm arena? Raise our hand. Like how many of you guys have been to an AEW pay-per-view? Raise our hand. He's like, how would you guys feel about a pay-per-view here in Atlanta? course the crowd goes crazy right and then he went then so he went from like on a level 20 then he went noted <laughs> <laughs> oh that's all you gonna give me is noted so maybe we get a pay-per-view in the atl in the near future oh yeah tk that's cool that, that's that's super super cool all right y'all let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show you guys already know it is the usual suspects, and this is episode 61 of the TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. Rhodesia. Yo, yo. Sean, myself, Matt are in the building. Real quick plugs. Y'all know what to do. Hit that follow button. If you have not yet, wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. While you're there, leave us a five-star review. That would be fantastic. We are all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, that's FNW, YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. We are there for your wrestling needs. Whenever you need us, we're there for you. All right. Um, real quick housekeeping note for this week. Shout out to my guys too over at On The Mark Wrestling Podcast. You can follow them over at Pod On The Mark. That is with a K, not a C, On The Mark. I'll be on their show on thursday and we will be doing a preview and predictions for all out for payback so if you want my predictions for all out make sure you tune into that show because i probably ain't giving you much of that on this one Yikes. <laughs> we're gonna get like what we're excited about but in terms of predictions probably not probably not and part of it is i'm a little sour i was having a good time on sunday with this PM, CM Punk stuff. I was having a great time with it. And then come to find out, we hear news that him and Jack Perry are both suspended. And through the investigation, they probably won't be available for All Out. So now that means you're messing with my, my entertainment value. I am going to be in the building for all three of these shows. And not that saying that CM Punk is the end-all be-all. I do enjoy Punk, for sure. I think he adds a ton to a wrestling show, especially in Chicago. You pull Punk off of All Out. You were already, you know, swimming upstream to make this show seem like a viable pay-per-view. 
what are we left with right now? Um, so let's do this. We talked about it a lot on Sunday. We do know for a fact. These are the things we know for a fact. Both Punk and Jack Perry are suspended. We know for a fact that CM Punk's lawyer was the one who was contacted by AEW about him being suspended and not CM Punk. Out of everything else, that is what we know. Now we can get into stories that's been floating around. There are stories from uh, Samoa Joe had to intervene and talk, mm-hmm. talk Punk into going on to wrestle because there was a thought that that match wasn't going to happen. And Tony went to uh, who'd he go to the trios and asked if they could go on. And they said, yeah, I guess we can. I guess before that he went to the bucks and FTR like, Hey, can you guys, you know, start the show? And they're like, no, we're not ready. There's stories about Miro, which that one has kind of been debunked already that after the punk and Samoa Joe match, Miro, Asked like what happened, and Punk was like, "You want some too?" And they kind of went back and forth. From what I saw and heard, that has been debunked. But but even if that is, part is, even if that was true, that's still whatever. I mean, I wouldn't hold that against anybody. On that part right there with Miro. Point is, they got to figure this shit out. This is getting to a point now where are we at the point of no return? Months ago, I asked you guys on the pod, like, "Hey, is Punk worth?" The trouble. Rodizia, I think you said no, he's no, not. No, I said he, he and shouldn't I... have came back to AEW. I said that we shouldn't have got him back. We. I'm like, I'm representing. I'm, I'm acting like Ishan now. We. Tomo. <laughs> AEW. <laughs> no, they should not have gotten Punk back. Punk should not have went back. Oh, no. I think he and I yeah, both said too. he should have. Because one, that turned into collision. But he's, a, he's a complete, he's a needle mover. Yep. Merch seller. We know the business they do in Chicago. Once again, it's not all punk but man i am sure a ton of people bought tickets excited to see punk this week at dynamite collision you know all out however you want to divvy that up so at this point is it a point of no return can can they even mend this i i think anything can be mendable so yes it is mendable but we shouldn't even be in this place to begin with it's like, I want to say, I told you so. You know what? I, I think that um, these guys are putting Punk in a bad spot. I'm not necessarily defending um, Punk's role in all of this. I think that as a older man, he's like almost damn near 20 years older than uh, Punk. I mean, than uh, Perry. But Perry came for him. Right. And and his little shot he threw um, at Punk during his match after that spot was unnecessary at the end of the day. And you got to understand people that are involved right now. Like Punk is at a point in his life that he ain't taking shit from nobody. Right. If you, if you if you if you got something to say to him, he going to ask you about it. He going to say something to you about it. So you got to understand the personalities. So at the end of the day. Where is the proper leadership that prevents these things from happening? Because, like, look, every superstar, because we talk about, like, look, we got Anita Baker, right? She's like a, she's being called a diva on her concert. You guys heard heard about Anita Baker and some of the antics oh, yeah. she's had, right? With, with Babyface, with everybody, actually. But, yeah, the latest with Babyface. 
Right, Liz, with Babyface. So at the same time, you got to understand these people and who they are and their personalities and kind of manage them accordingly and put things around them in place so where things don't go don't go crazy. I've never heard of Punk going this crazy so often, right? We heard about the, the instances toward the tail end of the WWE career with the injuries, et cetera. However, like, it's one thing after another. And these people are, honestly, they're coming for Punk and they're kind of setting them off. Where is... Where's the the support team around Punk to make sure he can keep himself in check? And at the same time, where's the leadership in the cup? Like, I'm not sure why Jack Perry wants to use real glass in his in, in his match because I'm not sure about you guys, but that didn't add shit to the match to me. Like, it would have been just fine if they used a prop. Yep. You know, like it 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 wouldn't. Have, I, I'm not sure what he's trying to prove or why he thought that was needed. It wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal for the reports that he was going crazy backstage that's unnecessary right and it, the, the shot that he threw was unnecessary now if you want to talk about punk maybe shouldn't have said whatever he said to kind of start the interaction with them but at the end of the day we know what it is with that man we know what it is so perry is just in the wrong as punk is but i feel like there needs to be um, more leadership in that in that locker room. I'm not just talking about Tony Khan. You talk about back in the day. You know, we had Taker, right? We we all heard about the locker room leader that he was, that Bradshaw was to a degree, right? We also heard he was a bully in some ways as well. But there was locker room leaders, and there are people that put people in places. Like some of that stuff that we hear, as far as like the the reports that we hear, and the, the people going back and forth to the media, a lot of stuff didn't exist to the point that it does in the back in the day because they had locker room leadership. It's so bad that nowadays, like the veterans are saying on different podcasts and outlets that like the young guys don't even want to listen to them. They even want advice half the time. Like, right. So these young guys don't even want to listen to the people that paved the way and actually really did something in the business because, you know, that was one of Punk's things. Like so many young kids, they haven't done much in the business. Like if you think about Jack Perry, I'm a, I don't want to throw dirt on that man's name, but if he were to stop wrestling today, Will we remember him 10 years from now? Maybe not. Like, right? So he has, so he's he's still building a career. So why not listen to the people that came before you? Why not listen to some to the, some things you have to say and slow down? And maybe not do things like use real glass that's gonna potentially hurt yourself and your opponent just for a cheap thrill that I'm gonna forget about in five minutes anyway. I mean, it's just a whole structure that needs to be put in that place to kind of minimize these things from happening. But if he wants to do that, let him do that. Like, I don't care. Okay, you want to use real glass? Cool. I don't like that doesn't make me a difference because he didn't hurt anybody else. Uh, the thing that kind of like throws me for a little bit of a loop is Jack was telling people before, like, hey, I'm going to make a comment during the match. Like, a, about like using a real glass. Cool. If you want to pop, you know, the, the internet crowd, I'm, I'm fine with that. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious when it happened. So the issue, though, comes into then when we get punk and him having a conversation afterwards, like, is there something you need to say to me? Like, all that is like, why are we doing that? We talked about it Sunday on your biggest show that you're ever going to have. They're going back, so maybe they can do 82,000 next year, and that'd be the biggest show ever. But as of right now, this is the biggest show you've ever done. That kind of BS has got to stop. I thought it was interesting, too, though. Mark Henry made a comment on Busted Open where he said something to the effect of, these young guys need to like get kicked in the ass or some about maturity. And he was, he didn't name names at all, but when he said it, I'm like, what was he talking about? Jack, Jack absolutely needs to have some punishment for what happened. He's got to take some blame. 
But Punk's got to take some blame in this, too. I think they both do. You know, we still don't know exactly what happened. If we just chop it down the middle and say 50-50. You were on 50%, you were on 50%. That can't happen. And the thing now is going to be, like I asked you guys, can this be fixed? Yes, of course it can be. But it may be at a point of no return. Because now everybody's probably going to be, I'm sure that entire locker room has drawn a line of whose side they're on. And I can't see much changing from that. Then you let people who are allegedly in the know, Punk saying, I hate this place. After all this happened, he goes into Tony's locker room and they're having a, a, a highly volatile conversation where you could hear from outside of that. They said it was long and length. Something's got to give. And as much as I enjoy Punk in AEW, as much as I think he adds so much to Collision, as much as I love Collision, between Collision and SmackDown, those are the top two shows every single week on TV. Something's got to give. You can't keep going like this. Because then it's at a point of, can you even trust that something's not going to happen where you can put him in a major storyline? We know that he was scheduled to be on All Out. Now he's not on All Out. Going to have to assume it was something with Ricky. That's the only thing that will make sense. And now Ricky's SOL again. He's left out of the show as of right now. And it's like, come on, man. So, like, as much as I love the joke, I'm, I'm, I'm over this whole backstage drama stuff with Punk. They got to figure it out. Tony, do what you got to do, man, because this, this ain't it. So we'll see how long this investigation takes. I don't know why it needs to take long if the story is it happened right in front of Tony Khan. I would think he knows what happened. They were saying monitors was falling over on Tony and everything. It's like, damn, man. 15 minutes for your biggest show ever, and you're dealing with shoot fights with your team. Get it together. Hey, man, together. Hey, man I'll tell you this. Back in the day, right, when the whole curtain call fiasco happened, mm-hmm. right, and Vince had the disciplinary – like, you know, Sean and or well, or Triple H. Triple H took it. Yeah, buddy. Triple H took it. Why? Because Sean was the star. Right, right? And somebody going to take it, it's going to be Jack. And here's, and here's the thing, man. Like, we talk about, like, that locker room. We talk about, like, the needle mover that Punk is. In a lot of ways, like, so if the word was out that Jack was going to have something to say for a while going to this match, who was the person that stepped aside and said... Somebody. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Hey man, that, that ain't keep your mouth thing to do. Keep keep your mouth closed, right? You go you messing up my product. Like, right? Don't go poking this bear. This man over here minding his business. Leave this man alone. We talk about if you want to use glass or not, not my company. Right? What happened to the edict that TK just just used about because at the end of the day, it's an investment. Because so if you hurt yourself, right, now you're now you're throwing a monkey wrench in stories I have coming up that I can tell with you and for you, right? Like, like it has to be something where you have to protect, like, your company and your storylines. So you got to be smart about it. So at the end of the day, like, if somebody got to pay, it's going to be Perry. Cause he poked that bear. And then what you got to do in that locker room, you got to get them, them dudes together and say, hey, look, this is, what, this is where we at. This is what we're doing. This is the rules. And if you don't want to be here, there's, there go the door. Because I tell you what, WWE ain't getting half them dudes. They haven't hired anybody in, in almost a year. Like, right? Like, they had... They, they still waiting for... Uh, who was supposed to show up? 
Carlito. We still waiting for Carlito to show up. He's still on WWE. So like here, no. he, he, here was the Jay White was supposed to go. Jay White was supposed to go. Right. He heard he had news that he was he was that he was in contact. All of a sudden, it went dark. What happened? Right. I'm pretty sure that um, Tama Tonga was on his way, and all of a sudden he back in New Japan. I think his brother was potentially on the way. Like so, right now WWE ain't hiring, and even if they weren't hiring, they they're not hiring a lot of these guys. Right. That's on the roster. So what y'all need to do is get in line, fall in line to fall out. And somebody need to be, they need to have somebody in place. They need to get, I said it before, that John Laronidas type, that bad guy that can come in. Hey, this is what we doing. This is what we doing. If you ain't with it, you out. Or hey, if you ain't doing it, you sitting home. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what these AEW talent is saying. And I'm going to quote the great 50 Cent. I can't stand you old school ninjas. That's what they, that's what they say. That's what they feel. They like, this game has evolved, has evolved and it's constantly evolving. Yes. I think that there is some kind of, you're wise to listen to those who came before you, but it is also something that things change in time. So everyone shouldn't just be doing what the old school players is saying to do. This is a new day and age. We're now seeing more and more people watching professional wrestling, that same stuff in social media time. The old school G's, they didn't have social media. They were protected around a lot of this other stuff. So again, I'm not saying don't turn your back to the people who pave the road for you, but also there got to be some give and take there as well. But really, they really don't care what these old school G's are saying. So we got five matches announced so far for all out. Luchasaurus versus Darby for the AEWTNT championship. The winner of Orange Cassidy versus Penta from tonight's Dynamite to face John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. Chris Stanlander versus Ruby for the AEW TBS Championship. Kenny Omega versus Takeshita. And Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Out of those five matches, what are you guys most looking forward to? Absolutely, without a doubt, Kenny and Takeshita. Without That's a doubt. That's my number one. Yep. Yep. So far, uh, Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs. Really, that's my number three. That's my number three. I'm interested to see what's going to happen between Ruby and Statlander. Just storyline wise, where we're going with that. (laughs) That's how I feel about the Miro and Hobbs. Hey, hey, look, I I like that match. Um, now kind of. Hold off on. I probably want to talk about that this week. We can move on from, but I'm excited for that. I am excited for that match. I think that match is going to be one of the better worked matches on the card. I agree. Ruby and Chris. Super, yeah. Yep. Ruby and Chris. Uh, I'm super excited for Moxley and Orange Cassidy. And I'm just going to. We know Penta's not winning the title Wednesday. Mm-hmm. This should be a good match on Dynamite. But that's he's not dropping the belt. I think he drops it to Moxley. I think yeah. that that is. He he can't continue on this pace. Yeah, he's he's and now then, defended it like fifty two times now. <laughs> yeah, he can't continue on this pace. The one that you know out of this is like, ah, oh, you can pull that match off. Is Darby and Luchasaurus? Yeah. No, no. Yes, yes. No. Yes. No. All it is gonna be so, full of tomfoolery. No. It means good. No. So then you you said your your top E is uh Miro and Hobbs. What's your second that you're most looking forward to? Is there a second? Um, I got I got a tie between Lucha and Darby and uh Kenny and uh 
Takesta? And What about Lucha and Darby makes you that that intrigued? Is it See, for me, is the match I'm, itself or what? I'm invested in those characters. Got you. Like I, I love what Darby's doing. Um, I, of course, I love what Christian and Lucha are are combined as a team. I'm just I'm just invested in both those characters. And with the women's match, honestly, I'm not, I don't really necessarily care for the match. Um, but I would like to see Ruby Soho as the new champion. I think she deserves a championship run. I don't think she's had a major championship run in any company. Well, not in major companies. And well, she like deserves said, it. She's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And she deserves it because I, I gotta be honest with you. I was, uh, I'm a big, I was a, a big Chris, Chris Statlander fan, but for some reason, this run hasn't really did it for me. I would like them to just to overall just reset this women's division. I, I, I don't mind seeing Soraya as, you know, the women's champion, and then Ruby as the TBS champion, and then eventually we get that who's better championship because I think we might see an Outcast um, imploding. Soon, I would like to see that. Needs to start ASAP. I'm gonna tell you though. ASAP. I think that powerhouse Hob and Miro match is gonna be, like you said, to the women's match. It's gonna be meat on meat. You don't like meat on yeah, meat? I'm a, yeah, I'm about to say mm-hmm. whenever, whenever we get the the big guys versus the big mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you nope. know what it is. So that, I, I think I'll be gonna drink agree. at that time. Oh, it's cool. Then grab me a... Well, that'd be in United Center. So they got much more options in United Center than yeah. at, at now. They actually yeah, have a thing where you can buy it, I think, from your your from your phone and walk right up to go get it, too. But during that match, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my time and just wait in line. So uh, we all agree that as of Constructed right now, this is not a pay-per-view caliber car. It is if, not if they, This is caliber. all they presented. We know, hey, this ain't worth $50. I'm putting you guys on the spot. I, I had some time to think about it. So my apologies. If you don't have an answer, what would you add to this show to make it worth $50 and to know like, Hey, it's going to be at the level that we expect of AEW pay-per-views. Um, CM Punk and Ricky Starks, something with MJF. Somebody okay. like Jade coming back. Somebody like Mercedes coming back or coming. But as constructed, and again, it, I know that it's just a, they're a victim of what happened this week. And again, you have to suspend these people until your investigation is over, even though, like you said, you saw them over the monitors fighting, but you got to do your investigation. So I know they're a victim of what happened, circumstance, but this is not, this is not worth it. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing? I wouldn't mind seeing, cause we don't, because uh, uh, Cassie doesn't have a match, right? No. I wouldn't mind seeing Swerve and Cassie one more time. And I would love if Swerve were to come out victorious in that match and become our new champion. I'm confused. You said Swerve and who? Cassidy. Oh, Cassidy. I thought you said Cassie. I'm like, who is Cassie? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Orange Cassie. Yeah, no. I, I thought, thought, yeah, I thought you were saying somebody else. No, remember, uh, Orange is fighting Moxley. Yeah. For the time. Is he? Presumably, oh, because he, presumably because of he fights Penta tonight. Okay. Yep. And uh, there's no way he's losing that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So, then, okay, so that would be a good match. Uh, Rhodesia, I, I had Jade appearing. I had mm-hmm. that down. But I needed to this know that I beforehand, said. though, is what I'm saying. Like, I need to be seeing Jade uh, tomorrow. Nah. No, I don't have versus... a problem with that because, because the pop she could get returning. But Give what I'm saying surprise. is that 
if I wasn't going to the show in order for me to spend the $50 to buy this pay-per-view, I would needed to know that beforehand because as constructed, yeah. I'm not spending $50 to watch this pay-per-view. Well, you're going to spend 50 bucks after I give you what I got. Okay. Well, actually, actually, you're right because I, I paid for the tickets. Um, give me, as the main event, FTR versus Adam Cole and MJF, all or nothing. Ooh. Winner takes all the belts. Give me that as the main event. You can work around storylines with the ROH tag titles. <laughs> you can figure it out. Give me Will Ospreay and Vikingo. Make the calls. Make it happen. That is going to be the 10-star match that everybody talks about afterwards. Give me Swerve versus AR Fox. We can't just Ooh, let AR, AR Fox one. out here. Yeah, He's busting like, his ass over on, these man. last couple months. Yeah, man up. Man Playing up with Goban. And then the one that's going to get everybody talking. Give me Ricky Starks versus a surprise Bill Goldberg. Boo. That would shut the internet down. Good or bad, Boo. people will be talking. Nobody right. will be talking Boo. about CM Punk and Jack Perry come Monday morning if that was to happen. It's going to be one now, more old school ninja that nobody want to be bothered with. <laughs> now, Tony Khan. Listen to you. He got a match. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say. I got three matches for you, TK. Swerve versus Keith Lee in a We Just Remember This Was a Feud match. <laughs> Add that to the car. Got another <laughs> stipulation match. Cash Wilder versus Arn Anderson in a Glock on a pole match. <laughs> Wait, Cash is Add that match, to the though. car. You already said he's an FTR match. <laughs> so he's doing double duty. Main event. Okay, got it. Are oh, we doing double duty on these? Main okay. event. Young Bucks. Okay. <laughs> Verse. Miro and Jack Perry to see who really hates CM Punk the most <laughs> with special guest referee. <laughs> you guessed it. TK, Tony Khan. You want eyes on All Out? You want to get everybody to talk back about the in ring product? And we should be talking about how awesome All In was and the records they broke. But instead, we're talking about backstage locker room. Set those three matches up. I guarantee you nobody be talking about punk after that. Uh, yeah, they would, man. <laughs> the uh, only one that they wouldn't would be probably Keith and Swerve. But the other one still leads to the Glock punk, on the pole match is pretty fire. The Glock on the pole match. Is we fire. can't do that. And mm-hmm. and no, no, we had too much again, too much gun violence again this weekend in America. Mm, but no, we true. can't do that. That's true. We can't do that. It could be a water gun then. Okay, All I'm right? fine with that. It could be a water gun. The end of summer, right? Yeah, so you're right, the end of summer. Uh I don't know why he told us. Like we care, but uh, Arn's son's contract is up soon. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. He's trying to make sure his son gets a job out there. I'll hey, his his hey his his gym membership been up for years now because he ain't, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't that brother don't hit the gym at all. Yikes! We uh, we mentioned it a couple times on Sunday. Uh, Hogan. <laughs> There was a Twitter thread that was out there last week of basically all the huge lies that this man has has given the world. Went back through and looked at them. I picked my, my top three Hogan lies. Before I give mine, what y'all got? Did y'all, did y'all take a, a gander at it and pick what your 
worst best lies were or were you just enamored with his thought process well i guess there really is no true fact checking on him so i just had to go based off of oh, no, what i thought checking. listen as i'm going back to okay my regular facts um i just have to go back to he wrestled one time 400 days in a year like where they he got that scott signer math again like that was where we number get that from? one for me <laughs> that was number where we get that from? one he so said then, he wrestled 400 times or 400 days, days out of the year. Yeah. And he said, because he was flying back and forth to Japan, that the days was added. So <laughs> he discounted it. And it's now it's 400 days. It makes sense, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I mean, he would have to, in theory, he would have to have done that practically every week. Every week he would have had to wrestle on Sunday twice or whatever day he's claiming that he did his traveling on. They had big tours back then. Yeah, every week. He went to Japan but, every week. He might have. But you know what? The one thing, like, so I've heard about Hogan being a uh, a capper for, for years. Like, that was a thing. That's been, that's been going on for, like, at least 20 years. He talked about how much he's been lying over the years. But one lie that I actually believed was he was originally supposed to be the George Foreman guy. It was supposed to be a a, a, a a Hulk Hogan grill. I thought that was real. I'm like, oh, that's like, I thought out of everything he said, that's realistic that they wanted to get a Hogan. Because at the time, I would say Hogan was maybe a bigger name than George Foreman. I think the George Foreman grill had kind of put George Foreman back on the map. For like, sure. right, with the For with sure. the commercials and, you know, it kind of... No, he he became like the big, lovable, huggable guy, right? So that kind of made sense that they would want like a, a actual, you know, B-list celebrity like Hulk Hogan to do the grill. I didn't know that was a cap. Like, right? It was, it was like, no, ain't nobody called no Hulk Hogan. We went it on the they radar. Contact him. They didn't even contact him. Like, that's that was crazy. I can't believe I feel for that. I mean, this dude is living in his own world. My other one that I had, I said it on Sunday, the one about the, the, the kid that died at the show. And he what, smelled something in the ring. There was a, a Make-A-Wish thing that he was doing with oh my Simon God. Kyle, Michael Jackson, uh, in the UK, I, I believe he said. And he said that, uh, you know, he noticed an empty seat while he's working the match. He noticed an empty seat. Well, he really didn't and do much, you know, so maybe he did he's notice. Get, he's getting, you know, he's smelling like this, you know, funky smell. So he asked, like, what happened to the kid? The kid died at the at the show. What? Okay. So that was that Let's one. But I, the the number one, because this is proof positive to East Point. Hey, if you want to go ahead and go with, there's 400 days out of the year he wrestled because he was going back and forth to Japan. Maybe you can go with that. Maybe there was a prank call. And somebody act like they were with the George Foreman Grill folks, and he still had that voicemail. Maybe, maybe he did think a kid died in the crowd. That's just just this one. We all saw it. Proof positive. You are a bold faced lie, and that is the lie that he broke his neck at Survivor Series from the Undertaker tombstone on a chair when Hogan's head was about twelve inches away <laughs> from the chair. We all saw that didn't happen. That man said he is still having permanent neck no, problems to this day. 
no, because of that tombstone. No, he did not. <laughs> but you know, I actually appreciate that because I get it. He's working, right? He's trying to make situation and things way bigger than they are. And back in the 80s and the 90s, I mean, that worked, man. Everybody believed everything back in the day. Like, oh, man, you you, you, you jumped over a building one day? Sure, Hawk. Right? Like, everyone did that, right? Because he was a, a cartoon character. He was a superhero. Of course, he's going to make things outlandish. I wasn't mad at all about that. Like, I was fine with the lies. I'm just ashamed that I fell for one of them. Like, and I believe that he almost took the George Foreman grill from George. Trying to take them from a black man. Oh, exactly. Mm. I won't gonna say it, but that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Shake my head. Of course, hey, that makes it fast forward. Of course, he want to take the the exactly. how he feels about the brothers, right? right. Of course, he want to take the oh, you know, I could have had the the the, the whole promotion, brother. Like, yep. Of course, God don't make mistakes, but he may have missed last week. Uh, the fall of Cena. John Cena is coming back starting this Friday. Seven straight weeks of John Cena on our TVs on SmackDown. Wait, well, I didn't hear about that. Of the yep, multiple, he, he I thought he was going to all India. All the way through October twenty eighth, I believe, is the last date hmm. that he's working. So we get what a lot of people consider the goat back for a legit two month run. That is always celebrated. What's uh? What do you guys want to see out of? This run, like I said, we got him for seven weeks, so he starts this week, and that at least gets us to the October pay per view with him. But anything in particular that you're like, hey, I want to see him do this while while he's here. How would that look with him and Waller? I think Waller has a match this pay- payback with. Um, he does um, right. not. You mean in your house? Is that what it's called? Because this this is an in your house card right here. Right, we'll, right. We'll get okay. To that next. Okay, yeah. But you no, guys don't know in your house. Go do your Googles. In your house was a two hour pay per view they started for fourteen ninety nine back in the day, and then they went to nineteen ninety nine. It was like a B level pay per view. You know what you this had is SummerSlam, about? WrestleMania's, Royal Rumbles, Survivor Series, and all those, and then they started throwing in in your house. He remembers in your house. Yeah, like, all they trying to do like, is take stuff from All Out. They ain't even had to do it because they imploded. Oh no, out. and All Out is like hog wild for WCW. I know you remember Hog Wild too. <laughs> that was a missable paper. Yeah, that was no one year. good. Yeah. <laughs> so we got yep. Hog Wild in your house this Saturday. I think both of them are still going to be super strong in the ring. But for payback, we don't have Cody Rhodes wrestling. He's so to your point, Rhodesia, he's going to be on the Grayson Waller effect on payback. So we got Cody not wrestling. Right now, we have nothing bloodline related. That may change because. We're, they're picking up the bloodline story that right, they were supposed to do last Friday. They pushed it back because of Bray's passing. They're running that angle on SmackDown Friday. So maybe we get something bloodline related match wise at payback. But as of right now, your two biggest acts, not on this, not in a match at all. So no. So to your question, Grayson has something already for payback. It's Cody. Got it. Well, I mean, I guess, no, but still, though, you said it's seven weeks. I would, I guess the whole point of a veteran coming back, isn't it then to give the rub to somebody and, and make somebody else a star or try to put them in position for it? So I would have to just say, without thinking about it and having the roster up a SmackDown, I'd probably have to say something with Grayson. Hey, man, Rhodesia just said earlier that uh, these young people don't know how to listen to these old people. If I'm just seeing I ain't giving... 
Uh, I, I look. Period. I ain't giving these young folks shit. I'm. I'm. If I, I want to see Cena squashing everybody, starting with Wally, he's squashing everybody, taking names. You see, they making fun dudes, of my nothing. dude on the internet because he got all these filters on his face because he getting old. Like I, they was like doing him wrong. That's so messed up. Y'all see Who, that? Cena? Yeah. No, I some didn't see his, that. Hey, they they put a filter on the back of his head. Uh, it wasn't even that far. It was just on the front of his face. They're like, dude, this dude's so freaking old. Why is he still wrestling? I'm like, yikes, that sucks. Who mm. said that? The internet. What type of algorithm are you on? I have on no Twitter? idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. Yep, I was like, that's so cold. So mean. Hopefully you get a wrinkle after making that tweet. Uh, I need to see Cena and LA Knight interact. That's of a course. Good one. Mm-hmm. Got it. I have to see that. Mm. Uh, and it'll be really, really cool mm. if we get like a dream match with Cena and Cody in whatever October's paper. I forgot the name of it. Well, I would That'd think that really would cool. be the only thing to actually hold Cody over until if, again, they go against Roman. Because that was what I was thinking. Like after Brock, what is next for Cody? I guess probably the only thing that would be worthy of Cody would be somebody like a John Cena. Well, I mean, Cody, we saw he wrestled Dom. So you, you could put Cody in there with anybody and the match would be big. But he doesn't have a match at this pay-per-view. If you give him Cena in October, it's just like this dream match, face versus face. Everything feels great. Kumbaya. Then that takes you to Survivor Series. And then after that, you're off and run into Rumble season. So you could do that and you don't have to worry about putting Cody back in a another major feud. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that he's on the Waller effect. I'm like, is this their way of transitioning him to SmackDown quietly? And I'm like, you know, they could they could probably easily do a flip flop, put LA Knight on Raw, mm-hmm. put Cody on SmackDown, and there you go. But I don't think I don't know if they're going to touch that yet. Uh, but yeah, so for me, it's LA Knight. I was I would love to see him and Cody. That'd be super super cool. Uh, and other than that, I don't want to see him touching uh, Awesome Theory again. You you've you've killed that dog enough. Yep. So stay away from him. But yeah, so I don't know what else is for him on SmackDown. But I'm sure they have a plan and it should be good. But shout out to Cena. El, you know, Hollywood is is striked out. He's like, look, I'm going to come back home. We're still waiting for you, Rock. Yeah. We are still waiting for you. And then I thought, and tell me what you guys think about this, and we can move on to the preview for Payback. Did Rock maybe just not want to come back because he didn't like the creative of him losing to Roman? Is that possible? Again. And not even just him losing, but at the time stamp of him losing like he would have lost to roman and the story is still going to be cody next year at in philly could he have been like i'm not coming to be the end of a chapter i'm coming to be the end of the book sure i sure i could see that i could see that yeah but i don't know how many more years roman has rocky this is your passion you would think that the story would have written itself so beautifully this past WrestleMania. Uh, but again, if they knew that Cody was coming over and that was going to be it, like you said, maybe he didn't want to be like the afterthought there. This is going to be everything. This is going to be the finale. So I guess that is a good point. He probably is possible that he didn't come back for that reason. Um, but again, you're putting over your cousin. You're done professional wrestling. Come on. Man, I just don't think that. Uh, I think Rock has had this feel for wrestling. You know, he got injured a couple years ago. He's a lot older. Right. And I know we started fantasy booking 
him into mm-hmm. that storyline. And it seemed like it kind of wrote itself because he was a family member and there'd be a, a struggle, et cetera. But if you think about it in hindsight now, like what would they have done with Cody? Like what if, mm. if, if he didn't have the, the big match and it ended up being a big match, right? Cause you think about going leading up into that, that match, Sammy was so hot, right? We had the Sammy, we had the KO, yeah. you know, there was a lot going on in that. Like what would Cody have been doing if he wasn't involved in the Roman Reigns match in some kind of way, right? Cause he had just you won the rumble. Well, you could have did Brock. Well, then he wouldn't have won the Rumble. Right. I, I mean, I think this goes back to January. Like, okay, we know we have Rock and Roman. We're not going to put Cody in that position to win the Rumble. And then he doesn't, you know, go after the title that the whole reason why he's back. Maybe, maybe you went Brock first. And maybe you run that the entire springtime instead of running it back in the summer. I don't know. Just some, some I thought about. Because, you know, you think about that, I think the big wins for Cody kind of helped cement him as like a superstar in WWE quickly in the oh, eyes yeah, of a lot yeah. of his fans, right? So if he had not won the Rumble and had that hot streak leading up to Mania, he may not be like the, the big star that he is now. He's one. He's got to be like the top two, maybe three guys in the promotion right now. I don't know if he would have been there so soon without those big wins. No, he was telling a story about his documentary on Peacock. He said the first few days it was out, it was neck and neck with viewership with Super Mario Brothers. The movie. Nice. Like, no, mm. that's huge. Yeah. Nice. Like, that's like, but I, I said when we watched it, I think I even said it on the pod, that you could, they did that uh, documentary perfectly for people who don't watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't watch wrestling and you watch that, you're like, damn, this is pretty good. He told a story about he was on a Delta flight and he said two older ladies in front of him on the flight were talking about the documentary. And he said, he just assumed it was because they saw that he got on the plane and he said they had no idea he was on the plane. Mm. And they were just talking about how cool this documentary they watched on Peacock was about this breast. I was like, wow. But that wow. also shows the global reach of WWE. You know, yes, sir. that's, that's, that's pretty fantastic. So let's, or let's hell, talk about in your house to that point though, like you just said there, even shout out to Brandon's wife. She even reached out to us and said, Oh my God, have you seen the the Cody documentary? Like how she's in tears and like she's she's a wrestling fan through their son, but she was like watching it for her too. And how much it, it got it, you know, got her emotional and she was bought in. Fantastic stuff. It was really, really good. So we know there is no Gable and Gunther that is kept off of payback, which is a bummer. For payback, things would be great for Raw on Monday. Then word comes out that the reason why uh, it's not on the pay-per-view is because of time restriction. I think there's only six matches on the show. That's why I think maybe something comes from the Bloodline segment on SmackDown that gets put to payback. Because as of right now, Seth and Shinsuke, Rhea and Raquel, Miz, LA Knight, KO and Sammy, Judgment Day, and the Still City Street Fight, Trish and Becky, and Ray and Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. Ray. Yeah. So I'm thinking there, there may be something that's added to the show. So let, let's run it down. Let's start with uh, Ray versus Austin Theory. Who do you guys got? I don't care. So 
Let's go. Well, do we know how close it is to Santos coming back? Well, I can see that doesn't matter. We'll keep Ray to retain. Yeah, I'm actually with Rhodesia on this one. See, and, and I do this with men matches too. You guys act like I only do it with the women. I only do it with matches I'm not invested in. I don't care about this. Now, if we can fast forward the storyline to Santos, like kind of breaking out and kind of getting that kickstarting that story, because that's that's when I think that thing would get juicy, right? When we start getting Santos and we start getting him being that heel that he was in NXT, mm -hmm. if, if this kickstart, if, if the end of this match starts that, I'll be all for it. But the actual match itself, meh. I'll, and, but if I got to pick somebody, let's go with Ray. Okay. Let's let's just go with the dumbest booking decision in the history of WWE. No, we've seen some really stupid ass decisions. Never mind. Maybe the dumbest of this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Austin Theory beating Ray and then Cena taking the U.S. Championship off of him like next Ooh, week on SmackDown like a squash match because like Theory just can't beat Cena. I like that. Um, okay, but I don't care about this match either. Like yeah. not in the slightest. Still Cage match. Trish versus Becky. We finally get to the end. I'm fine. I'm really feud, looking guys. forward to this. I'm looking so forward to it. In WWE. Hell, they can start year. the show. They can start the damn show. I'm so ready for this one. I'm so happy. And they showed on Raw Monday, Trish and Zoe had a really good match. Mm. Or not Trish, I'm sorry, Becky. Becky. Really good match. So I'm so looking forward to them splitting off and doing something else. Because I'm past it. I'm over it. Who y'all got? <laughs> Becky needs to win. You know, I was really uh, I'm looking at this picture of um Becky right now. She has like these leather pants on and like this yellow and black top with a black cowboy hat on, and mm -hmm. she has like some gray Jordan. I think they're Jordan fours, the patent leather boys. Okay, what year was that? That was ninety. Six was it? So ninety six, yeah. Somewhere around in ninety six, ninety seven. The the clash is really disturbing me right now. But I uh, I guess I'll go with a, a Becky win. I don't care. Like I, I'm with you. Uh, I remember I sent you uh, a text about Trish admitting that this feud is long in the tooth, and mm -hmm. she's kind of ready to do something else. And Trish, I'm with, I'm right there with you with her. Um, I'm a fan of Trish. I want to see her mingle with somebody else. I think maybe splitting off Becky with somebody. I'm not sure who. I guess the next person logically for will be Rhea. So I'm again, I'm I'm more interested in this match being over and them going on to see what the next stage is on this one. I know what's next and I can't wait for it. Give me Trish, because spoiler alert, has there ever been a long feud in wrestling that the Hill won the feud? Probably not, right? They've won matches, but then when you get the complete blow-off, I can't remember any time where the Hill won the blow-off. So, anything, in that perspective, what, give me Becky. Hmm. No, because he really hasn't. Has he had, like, a long-term feud? He just beats everybody. That's not like... I'm <laughs> talking about where there's three, four, five, in this case, 17 matches, it feels like. Well, so, Roman. give me Becky. And then Becky is going oh, to... Oh, yeah, Roman. Yes, yes Roman. Roman. For sure, three years. And we just passed the three-year anniversary of him coming with Heyman. The single biggest moment that has changed the course of WWE, besides Nick Khan. That moment when he was with Heyman on TV, 
was the turnaround for me in terms of how good WWE's product has been. But uh, I think we see Becky on NXT Tuesday, and she's going to go after Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton on, I think, last week's NXT brought up Becky's name. Tiffany was in the crowd on Raw Monday. I'm putting mm-hmm. two and two together. Okay. And I think that would be fantastic. Nice. What's next? Next is the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day in a still city street fight. And the Judgment Day is Demi and Priest and Finn Balor. On Raw Monday, Rhea basically told them, yep. hey, the only two that's holding their end of the bargain is me and Dirty Dom. If y'all don't bring some gold to Judgment Day, there's probably going to be some changes around here. Oh. She didn't say probably. Yeah, so she said e, there's going about, to be changes So here. E, to your point about who the leader of Judgment Day is, I think she put her foot down like she does in her entrance. But uh, <laughs> this is another match. Completely honest, I don't care about this match. I don't either. I, uh, the match is going to be great. We know the match is going to be super strong, but I've had my feel of anything with KO and Sammy around Imperium or Judgment Day. Mm. Give me KO and Sammy. They're not losing the tag titles to Damian and Finn. See, I was going to say the ditto to everything you said, but till the end, I'm going to say let's go with Dom and Finn winning the tag team, the undisputed tag championship. Dom and Finn? Is something Dame. happening to Damien? Dame. He Dame. can't make it. He can't make it to the to the ring. I'm looking at Damien. I said, Dom, Damien. Wow, that's an upset. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Judgment Day on this one. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna go with Judgment Day on this one. Both of y'all going with Judgment Day, huh? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's more okay. to the story with JD. So it's, I, I feel like it has to Same. make sense. And so what would tether this, them getting the belts? So that's why the only reason why I'm saying that. And Sammy and KO to me just kind of been kind of flat. And it's not really their fault because KO was out. Was Sammy injured too? Or Sammy was just by himself? Remember he had his elbow, but he was still at TV every yeah. week. Okay. So, I, I mean, again, is it, KO was out. Is it too soon for... JD to um, join Judgment Day? Too soon? No, if they kick out Damien. Because we know that's where the tension's at right now. I think think definitely, definitely, you know, I think that if somebody's going to get kicked out, it's going to be possibly that. Because he he seems like the, the more straight and narrow of the group. And it's obviously a hill faction, right? So it will kind of be a no-brainer that he would break off. He's always wanting to wrestle matches by himself with no help. He seems to have like an honor code to him. It's like he's destined for a, a, a face run. Yeah. I To me, it would just, from an aesthetic perspective, it's easier to flip him and Finn out because they're almost the same size. Oh, you know, got, you it, take got it, got it. Priest out, big guy, heavyweight, you know what that, you know what that looks like? Because I was going to say, now we're really spitballing. Priest cashes in, money in the bank, takes the title. Now the only one who doesn't have a belt is Finn. And he's on the outside looking in. And then something happens with JD. So we'll see about that one. Uh, Miz versus LA Knight. Who y'all got? Um, Can we actually just take a pause and talk about how incredible Miz was on Raw? 
on Monday <laughs> and him sure coming was. out to LA, LA night. Boy, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Once again, man, dude, don't worry. Ain't nobody going to fire you. You got your job. You're going to be here for a while until you're ready to retire. <laughs> he came out, man, let me talk to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Winner of that match. Again, because I'm drinking his Kool-Aid because he likes the sisters. I'm going to go with LA Knight. I'm going to go with LA Knight, too. I mean, it seems natural. Unfortunately, like, um, Miz, as good as he is, he never wins his, any of his feuds. <laughs> what's, what's the last feud he's he's won? No, you, you know, no, seriously. I think I saw, I want to say I saw, like, a stat or something that he's lost, like, so many matches in a row or something like that. I don't know if it was accurate or not. I just kind of saw mm-hmm. it and kept moving from it. But, yeah, because he doesn't have Teflon. He yeah. doesn't need to win. He doesn't need he no, he nothing, doesn't need it. He doesn't get nothing from Cause, winning. Because you don't remember do him maybe, winning or losing. You just remember yeah, that's, he, that's the not, impact he did he, in the match. Yep, doesn't matter. And I love to your point about that segment on Raw. I had I had tweeted out that that's one of those wrestling is more real than a lot of people will know. He's pushing LA Knight in a yeah. legit shoot way. He pushed him when they went face to face, and he really pushed him in that promo. On Monday, and he's talking about you flubbing your words, you know, like he 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 was cutting and he's yeah. cutting for a reason. And that reason is to make sure that, hey, I'm trying to prepare you to make sure you can swim, mm-hmm. you know, before you get thrown this deep in. We got to make sure that you can hang with the best of them. And Miz is one of the best talkers WWE has. L.A. Knight is known for his talking. All right. Put them out there and see what they can do. And I really enjoy that part of, of Raw. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, smart money is L.A. night, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miz wins and then they carry this feud on. Real quick, I don't know how true this is, but my quick search, Google search on this is his mm-hmm. own, Miz only had one win so far this year on July 10th. Now, maybe something after July 10th, but up until July 10th, that was his first win. And it was on Who'd Raw. Who'd he beat? Uh, Tommaso Champa with the help of Bronson Reed. Damn, Champa. Champa mm. can't even beat Miz. <laughs> Mm. So I don't know how Damn. accurate that is, but that's the first thing I found. <laughs> no, then that's probably what I saw. That's probably right. Uh, you guys giving Raquel any shot against uh, Rhea? That freaking coming out of whatever her, I forgot the name of her finisher, and she she hip-tossed her out of it, which we've never seen before. I would have said there's really no good. chance in hell that Raquel would win, but hey. And typically, you see the reverse where she goes over the shoulder. You know, I say she, whoever she's wrestling, over the shoulder to to counter. Uh, she was like just dead weight. She couldn't. Yep. She's like, you're she not about to do this thought, to me. Thought, yeah, that, that <laughs> was really nice. Yeah. She so you giving her a chance? Running. I'm going to have to after what I just saw. I still don't think so. Yeah, I still don't think. I just said I still don't think so. I said I still don't think so. is not losing yeah. that title. We just sat here talking about the whole Judgment Day thing and titles. Y'all about to give... Judgment Day, the tag titles, just to take the title off of Rhea? Nah, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. You said, am I giving it? No chance in hell! There is. there is a chance. There is a chance. No chance in hell! So look, so you that can do a ears. great Vince impersonation, but you couldn't give me the Tony Khan telling you that Collision was up next? That's a whole different energy level. I ain't Come got on, right man. now, brother. I, ain't, <laughs> I can't do that one, bro. Let me tell you something, man. I, hey, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say what I think. Never Anybody, mind. I like, TK, I like you, TK. Everybody knows why like he's that hype. 
I, I'm, anybody I'm not who's ever been to a live AEW show knows exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, he basically just screams at the top of his lung. Yeah, and he stumps. Like the wrestlers you're about to each see. Each syllable, show. each syllable he says he's stumping. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, I just get Tony myself like that. Tony be on one. <laughs> John Cena Tony is over. on one. Yeah, give me Rhea. And then uh, there was news that came out too that, of course, Bianca's leg injury on TV was just storyline related. She's not injured, but she could be gone uh, as short as a few weeks up to a couple months off TV. So there you go. Keep her on TV and for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I'm completely okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Main event time, Seth Ugh. versus Shinsuke. I will give them credit. And they've done a really good job of heating Shinsuke up big in time. like two or three weeks. These, oh. these, these video packages... Just stick with letting anybody who can't speak English, give them video packages, pre-tapes in their native language. Give us the subtitles. We're used to reading subtitles on TV because it comes across so much better. Uh, I, I, I said it. I like the whole I know about your back thing. It adds some intrigue to it. I don't personally think there's a chance in hell Shinsuke walks out the champion, but They've done enough to where you watch this match, and we know the match is going to be good, but there is some intrigue there. But, yeah, give me Seth. Yeah, Seth is not going to drop it to Shinsuke, but we are what we have in store. This is going to be an incredible match. This is going to be worth the how much is it for Peacock every month, Nine ninety nine. It depends on which one you have, either 5 or, 99 or 10, yeah. Or free if you have certain things. This is going to be worth This is going to be worth three verses of the AEW All Out, or however you want to word it. Man, like, yeah, I'm paying three dollars a month for my Peacock subscription. <laughs> it was free. They don't give it to expanding customers for free anymore. Um, yeah, they, they've done a good job with Sinsuke. Well, they haven't done a good enough job to make him a threat to me, make me feel like he's going to lose that championship. Right. What you will hope is that they continue the momentum with Shinsuke to make him a even more credible threat down the line for a rematch or against another championship, right? Because, you know, for a while, they weren't really doing a lot with good old Shin. But I like what they're doing. I like the the, the subtitles. I, I Actually, I, I like some of his heel work under Vince as well. Um, back when he would, you know, speak perfect English, but then it was time for him to answer for, like, one of his crimes. And all of a sudden, I speak of no English. It is. Right, like I used to love that. So, yeah, but he has no shot, no shot in this one. This is, this is, you know, I, I kind of, we kind of complained about the all and all out card. This one just is bad, man. You're right. This, this is a in your house, you know, thing, which is fine, right? Because we know the work is still going to be good, but this show on paper is is kind of missable. Now, let me ask you, they. Two-part question. One, would you guys add something Bloodline-related if you were booking this show? And then two, what would it be? No. And since I said no, I don't have an answer. Okay. It's not needed. You know, like, uh, I've heard people say uh, Jimmy and Jay, but they haven't laid enough groundwork Mm-mm. for a match right now, right? Not from yeah. a storyline perspective. They've been kind of both kind of been off a little bit. Um, my, my question to you guys is... If Cody were a champion against random challenger, 
Okay. Would that be enough to raise the prestige of this show? Of course. Outside of Roman, he's your top guy. So that's why I said this is this show is interesting as of now. No Cody, and then I didn't. We didn't mention the you know Cody on the Grayson Waller effect. I'm sure that ends in some type of physicality. But of course, you add Cody to this show, he's already in the main event. You add Roman to this show, they're in the main event. Maybe the only thing that's not main event worthy is if you would do Jimmy and Solo. But as of right now, that match doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, that's why this show doesn't. It kind of has a little bit of that B level feel to it, is because your top guys, Brock's not on it. He's he's gone right now. So the people who have been main eventing your show in some form of fashion for the last two years aren't scheduled to have a match. But in the sad thing is, and this isn't I'm not trying to knock Seth because I like him legit, but he's the headliner for this show. And we're saying that this show is not at the level it should be, right? He's the champion. They gave him a championship to be that workhorse champion because we knew we know that Roman's only going to defend the championship three times a year, right? And his title match isn't enough to raise the overall prestige of this actual pay per view. Miz and LA Knight is the main event to me. Mm. God's honest truth. That is the wow. match by far I'm most looking mm. forward to. It is. I'm looking, you know my my Damn. match I'm looking the most forward to. It's Trish and Becky. Because <laughs> oh. it's over? Because it's over. Because <laughs> it's a wrap? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. But but that goes back to, and I do think Seth is over. And this is not me shitting on Chef. Seth, you guys know I, I love Seth. He is incredible, invaluable. They sing his song, and I talked about this months ago. They sing his song, and I said, is he as over as his song is? They sing his song, and then I think he get, did he get laid out last, yesterday? By he did. He did. Okay. He got choked and out. There was, okay, I think. Yeah, and the crowd was cheering. <laughs> He's not over like that then. Yes, and Cody was going against Brock. Brock wasn't getting cheered. Yeah, they were doing the stupid one more time, you know, when he was F5 in him. But outside of that, Brock wasn't getting cheers going against Cody. It's because no. Cody is over. Yeah. Seth's song is over. And yes, he is over to a certain extent. But what I mean is he is not over to the level of the way they sing the song. They just enjoy singing the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do want to he, make just the one quick comment w- about Cody and Roman. Like if they were on this pay-per-view, would it feel more like a A-tier match pay-per-view? But let's be honest, Roman and Cody, there are kind of like, remember how the story was Vince was going to make it where a wrestler never could say, would become bigger than the, than the actual WWE? Mm-hmm. I feel like Roman and Cody could be those two people so like seth i would never see being bigger than wwe cody is mm. bigger than wwe arguably roman is bigger than wwe arguably so i think that's a little bit unfair because i think they are so high above they're like a plus plus star where again i think that seth is not a b i think he's an a but he's just an a and i think like there's just a big difference between the cody the brock the roman then to seth hmm that's interesting because you know Seth's been given more than great opportunities to to be that, right? He's been given a lot of microphone, a lot of spotlight over the course of the years. I know he had that bad, you know, patch. Um, I guess prior to his match with uh, Cody at, at Mania, he was frustrated with the creative for his character, but he's been put in a lot of positions to really succeed. Uh, so it's just interesting that we feel this way about him. And I think another thing too that's interesting. Seth. 
I think Seth is very high to me. I think that it was between Seth and Finn that should have won that championship, and I'm completely fine with Seth winning it. What I'm saying is that I think Cody is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. You got Roman as once-in-a-lifetime talent. And, of course, Brock Lesnar is just Brock Lesnar. So just comparing them to them, they're going to always they're, – they're like a diamond where I feel like – Oh, no, I'm with you. But mm-hmm. but I feel like Seth had that potential or has that potential because like he's he's arguably the best wrestler in the world, right? Like it's sure. Kenny and it's Seth. Like, right? Like it's just a, a fascinating tale of like, man, what is he missing? That's that Cody and like a Roman have that he doesn't, right? It's just interesting. And they another thing that's interesting Seth, too. Like they've protected um Cody and Roman either. And I don't mean to keep cutting you off. He's champion. Just, like all he is champion that goes now. Out the he is a champion yeah. now. But but before that, yeah. the Monday Night Messiah, all these other um, iterations of him. I mean, and him losing. There was a lot of booking issues that I did not like what they did with Seth. So for him to still come out on the side as a champion, I think that that was a hell of a feat. And outside of uh, Theory and Ray, this is a exclusive Raw pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Jalen on Twitter. He has sent it. I didn't even think about it. And he just said, I, I think they're better off introducing this pay-per-view as, and now Raw presents payback because all the matches <laughs> except for one is from the red brand. And he's right. Like, yeah. Hello, that could be also what? why we feel that way too. Because it feels like half, right. it feels like half yeah, right. the roster, right? No yeah. Bobby and Profits. Yeah. Um, no Zelina. I'm just trying to think of the people that really get TV time on SmackDown that we're not seeing. No Sheamus, no Brawling Brutes. So, yeah. But overall, things would be a good show. But if there was a show to miss out of all the pay-per-views. All Out. This is it. Tr- this, is, this is the one. Oh, I thought you said All um, Out was. <laughs> all Out. No. So, no, that wasn't, that wasn't my last question to you guys. When it's all said and done. So, we're back course podding on Sunday, which will be the payback review show we can talk right. all out on on tuesday uh, when it's all said and done come sunday night which show is going to be more entertaining all out or payback for uh, for me it's going to be all out because i'm going so uh starfield it's coming out this weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge game from uh, Bethesda. Open world RPG. Space. Exploration. That might be what I might be doing Sunday night. Mm-mm-mm. But you, you'll still be watching. Isn't Payback on Saturday? Oh, Payback is going to get watched. I mean, it's it's okay. $3. Yeah, okay, got it. Right? Got it, got it. And I I, I watched some movie the other night on my on uh, on Peacock as well the, the other night. So I'm I'm getting use out of that Peacock prescription. <laughs> right? But now I got to sit and spend $50. Like, hey, look, Tony, Tony, he might be able to sell me again on Wednesday, you know? Might have a hell of a card on on a Wednesday night. And we're gonna have another hell of a card on uh on 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 Saturday, but damn, no punk. Better give me something. He's gonna have to. Yeah, I think he knows it, and that's he's gonna have to pull out something. He's got to do it on Wednesday, and he's gonna have to do it on Saturday, because yep. I know he said on at the scrum like, hey, if we don't sell one pay per view, we still hit a million dollar gate. 
for All Out, so it's already a win. He's never mailed anything in. I don't think he's going to mail this one in either because at the end of the day, we're still only talking about one match. But damn, that one person who was now suspended is massive <laughs> when it comes to trying to get people to fork over another $50 or, in our case, in Chicago, having that goodwill of, all right, Punk is going to be here because it's Chicago and then not having him. And then on top of that, I think the plan was probably for MJF maybe to take like a little mini vacation. Cause even on the scrum, he made a comment about I'm going to Paris. I'm gonna chill out a little bit. My body's hurt. I don't think he just meant I'm gonna chill out for a day or two and I'll be back on dynamite on Wednesday. I think he was probably not scheduled to work all out at all. They're going to have to make that switch. He's going to have to work it. Him and Cole are going to have to do something on that show to, to make it important. Yep. So, but I personally think um, All Out's gonna be the better show at the end of the weekend. Hey, did you uh, catch on the scrum? TK said that uh, he likes um, having All Out where it is, and he also mm-hmm. likes having um, All in. He likes All Out where it is and All Out where it is. So next year we're gonna have a similar situation. That only works if it's if it goes. I'm not gonna say only. It can still work, but if it's on max, great. Then it works because you're not paying full price for it. But that's still a hard turnaround. It is. You know what I mean? Like that's to me, like like that. You're just adding. That's hard to make two major shows within a seven day period. That's rough. But I'm not complaining. Of course, being in Chicago because we hey that's a that's another big great event we we get to experience. But man, I that that wouldn't be the way I would go. You know what? I trust TK that you think about next year he's going to plan with this, right? He might have literally like 10 matches like ready to go, right? And it's almost like it's like WrestleMania night one and night two, but he got it broken up in different weekends. I got all out, and these are boom, these six hot matches, right? And then come right back next weekend, I got night two of Super no two week process. I mean, he can really if he he can really finesse this to make it really big. He can have a showcase like uh you know maybe next year in Chicago we got Kenny Omega versus CM Punk finally, right? And then all out we got another big main event match. Maybe it's MJF versus I don't know. This put M- Michael Cole. Michael Cole, what the hell? <laughs> Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole, right? Because that whole thing lasts another year. Something like that, right? So he kind of bookmarks two big main event matches and, and other matches around those. It's possible. And you know, in the gold Mercedes and whoever at All In, now you're cooking. I'm yeah. glad you brought up WrestleMania. I forgot to bring this up earlier. Uh, Bischoff. Uh-oh. Hater of the year. Hater of the decade. Hater of the century. More than Kevin Nash? Oh, absolutely. Because okay. at least Nash came back and was like, I haven't seen much of this oh, guy How about stuff. this? How about more than Hulk Hogan? Hogan's a liar. <laughs> and a racist. A liar. He's just a hater. <laughs> and a racist. So he go, well, yeah. Like I said, guy made a mistake last week. Uh, Eric Bischoff believes AEW All In was ultimately an indie show on steroids. He says, this did not have a WrestleMania feel to me at all. WrestleMania feels like a WrestleMania. Just like, I'm not going to make a comparison because it would piss people off. WrestleMania, you know you're watching WrestleMania from the moment that show opens to the moment it closes. You know you're watching something special. 
this show was unique in the sense that it was in front of 80,000 people at Wembley and all that. But what took place inside of that ring and what didn't in terms of the packages and the support and the drama that goes along with it, the interests I thought were pretty good, but not what you'd expect for a stadium show. It just felt like a really, really good indie show on steroids. He may have had me until that last sentence. That's where the hater comes in at. Yeah. If you want to say this, the the stage isn't okay, cool. If you want to say the interest could have been more okay, this is their first time doing it. But to say that it just feels like a, a really, no, you can say that about every dynamite show and maybe collision that it feels like a really, really good indie show. You can't say that about all in it, No, man, that show was really good. Question. Yes. Um, I thought the whole definition of an independent show is a show that is like only sold to maybe like 5,000 and less people. So when you're talking about 82,000 paid attendance, that's like just an oxymoron in itself, right? Well, no, independent is more stating that it's not a national company. Like no TV deal. That's like All In was the biggest indie show in history. No TV and, deal. But they, but they did 12,000, right? 11. Yeah, like 10 okay. or something like that. Okay, 10, but we're not talking about 82,000 paid attendance. But that's why he said it was like a really, really good indie show on steroids. <laughs> uh, to me, I feel like he's trying to say it's not as professional or polished as a WWE, right? Yeah, maybe. I guess and like that's that's where I'm getting because I when I think about an uh, indie show, like right, I I, w- I would say it's not the. It's kind of like sometimes going to like a a high school play, versus going to the Fox Theater. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something like that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you guys don't know what the Fox, that's one that's one of the big theaters in in, in Detroit. Um, that's that's what I will kind of imagine he's talking about. It didn't look professional or as big time or as polished. Um, I kind of feel like the show looked pretty damn good. Um, yeah, from a production standpoint, from a field standpoint, the crowd looked huge. And speaking of haters, man, like I just don't get why all these people are trying to come out of woodwork and trying to downgrade the accomplishment that AW had at that Wembley Arena. Um, it doesn't matter if they sold 70,000 tickets or 80,000. It doesn't matter. Like, it's a huge number for any wrestling company outside of WWE. No other company's done this, ever. Not. And so if you really love the business and you love wrestling, you should uh, applaud this instead of trying to break it down. Because yes, it's, it's, just, it's just nonsense, man. Like, the stuff that you hear. And, like, at the end of the day, I got to ask you guys to do this kind of shit, man. Like, what do you really get out of it? Like, let's say you're right. Like, what, what, what do you personally get? You go back to your, to your job at Hot Topic, and you can tell the, your cashier buddy that you, you were right, and you got one. Your life moves on. Look, coming out. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't get what people get out of this stuff, man. Like, stop drilling all this negativity, man. It was, a, it was a big thing for the wrestling business. We need this. Well, the good thing is, the TFW fam, I'm sure there's nobody listening that's like that. Because they would have stopped right. listening a long time ago. Because if something is great, we, we give them props anywhere it's at. If something sucks, we tell you it sucks. So I'm sure if we had anybody who was super pro, one company anti another, we lost them weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up too. Last thing, Impact. Getting a major production upgrade. Oh, did they? That's huge. awesome. Yes. Talk to me about it. Huge. Talk to me about let me, it. Let me pull this up because... Uh, this sounds like a game changer. Uh, it was, I think it, I think it came out yesterday. Let me look at it. Let me pull it up real quick. 
Did you see what was rumored? Who was returning to action? Was it? Did I miss see that? Jordan and Grace. Well, she, she's coming back. Yep, she she just wanted to take some time off. She'll be back in September. Awesome Kong awesome is returning Kong. to one yes. of the shows. Yep, yep, which is great. And then uh, they also announced that Will Ospreay is going to be at Bomb for Glory in October, which is also going to be that's awesome, stuff super right cool. There. Yep. But um, yeah, I don't I don't want to take too much time. But yeah, they basically just talked about that they're completely upgrading their production, they're awesome. upgrading their lighting, they're upgrading like yes. everything. So yep, yes. Um, that's a big deal. That, that that once again, that's another like stand for pro wrestling because you can watch Impact and just tell like ah man, this is not at the level that it can be. Oh my god! Impact's issue is never their in ring work. It's how how it looks. It a looks lot of horrible. Yep. Oh my god! And hopefully that won't be the case in a few weeks. So I'm very happy about that. Super exciting. Yep. Anything else y'all got before we get up out of here? Peace, love, and hair grease. Right now, we're good. I'm good. You're going to ask us our question? The question is, you guys know every single week, I ask the same question. What are you most looking forward to for the rest of the week? We got a lot. Hopefully, we'll have even more after some of these shows. What are you most looking forward to for the rest of the week? Finding out the truth of what happened at All Out. They call it All Brawl Out. Right? No, Brawl Brawl In. in, All Brawl In. in. Yep. Yeah. Finding out more of the facts. Was it really Tony chanting CM Punk? Was it really him looking over the monitors as they were tossing and getting thrown them right around? Let's see. You know, I love to hear. I, I don't think Paul Heyman has spoken on CM Punk since he's been back, right? And they used to be super tight back in the day. He has. Has he? Yeah, he has. One of the biggest things he talked about was like, what's next? And when, this was kind of when he first came back. He's like, you're going to get that huge pop because people, you know, love you. That they're happy to see you. But what's next? What are you going to do? What can you do to continue the momentum, et cetera, et cetera? I don't think anybody has talked to him about since he's returned this time. But yeah, when he first came back a couple years ago, whenever it was, they, they did ask him about it. Because I, I would love to hear his perspective on what's going on over AEW and Harvest Street. I think that'd be fascinating. Um, I'm most looking forward to. My main man, TK, getting me hyped for this second pay-per-view that he wants to spend $50 on again. That's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see I want to see how he can pull me away from Starfield this weekend. I don't plan on playing Starfield, but that is absolutely mine, too. What does he have in his bag of tricks that he can pull out and make All Out special? Knowing he's playing from behind and not having fun. Well, what I want to say is, based off of your little what-ifs and your booking and bringing Goldberg back, that better not be his only surprise because they will shit on it. Mark my words. They wouldn't. I'm no, they wouldn't. You. you say that I'm now. If that music would hit. I'm going to record it. Yep, that music would hit and you would pop too. Watch. Watch. I wouldn't pop sure for that. Use a damn lie. Use a goddamn lie. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I, I'm going to record it. You can be jumping up and down like Dude, a little scooper. the right? last time I saw him was in a summer slam. No. Go give me another hard lemonade. No, no, that's Goldberg's going there. Spear, jackhammer, one, two, three, and that just gives Ricky something else to complain about. Gives us more gold on the mic. Book book it, Tony. Book it. Talk to you on Sunday.